Hello, adventurer, and welcome to the Skyrim Book Club, the on-the-go solution for the busy adventure in Tamriel's coldest, far-reaching province. Let us collect the literature and lore of this great province for you and put it into a portable package so that you never have to stop fighting dragons, picking flowers, or stealing from shopkeepers when they aren't looking. With an ever-increasing archive, SkyrimBookClub.ca has got the story for you. Until next time, enjoy the book. History of the Fighters Guild, Part 2, detailing the events leading up to the foundation of the Sephim, now known as the Fighters Guild. Daenerys Vess, the Iron, initially believed that the entirety of the Order should be composed of Akaviri. This belief of his is not disputed by any historian, though his motivation is often debated. The traditional, simple explanation is that he knew his countrymen well, trusted them, and felt that their tradition of fighting for profit would be of use. Others believed, with reason, that he and the potentate sought to use the order to effectively complete the conquest of Tamriel, begun over 500 years earlier. When Akavir attacked Tamriel in the 2703rd year of the First Era, they had been beaten back by the Raymond dynasty. Now they had a potentate on the throne, and with Daenerys Vess's machinations, the local armies would also be Akaviri. What they had failed to do by combat, they would have successfully accomplished by patience. Many scholars suggest this was a traditional stratagem of the immortal snake men, the Sieski of Akavir, who always had time on their side. The point, however, is largely academic. Though the Sephim did establish themselves in some kingdoms neighboring Cyrodiil, it became quickly apparent that local warriors were needed. Part of the problem was simply that there were not enough Akaviri for the work that needed to be done. Another part, was that the snake men did not understand the geography and politics of the regions they were assigned. It was evident that some non-Akaviri were needed in the Sephim, and by the midpoint of the year, three Nords, a warrior sorceress, a rogue, and a knight were admitted into the order. The knight, whose name has been lost in the sands of time, was also a great armorer, and probably did more to strengthen the organization than anyone but Daenerys Vess himself. As has often been stated, the Akaviri, particularly the Sieski, understood weaponry better than armor. Even if they could not wear it themselves, the knight was able to explain to the other Sephim the weaknesses in their opponent's armor, explaining to them how many joints there were in a pauldron and a greave, and the differences between akatons and armcatchins, gorgets and glideshrims, pallets and passguards, tabards and tassets. With this knowledge, they made long strides in defeating the brigands, doing far better than their meager numbers would suggest. It is a joke among historians that if Akavir had had a Nord armorer in their employ in the First Era, they would have won the invasion. The success of these first three outsiders to the Sephim opened the door for more local members. Before the year was through, Daenerys Vess had spread his business throughout the Empire. Young men and women joined this new order en masse for a variety of reasons, including desperate poverty, love of action and adventure, or simply to aid their crime-stricken neighbors. They received training, and were immediately put to work helping the aristocracy's problems, assuming the roles of guards and soldiers within their locality. The early success of the Sephim in combating crime and defeating local monsters so inspired potentate Versadushai that he entertained representatives from other organizations interested in imperial sanction. Though formed much earlier, the Mages' Guild had always been viewed with suspicion by the government. In the 321st year of the Second Era, the potentate gave his approval to the Guilds Act, officially sanctioning the mages, together with the guilds of tinkers, cobblers, prostitutes, scribes, architects, brewers, vintners, weavers, rat catchers, furriers, cooks, astrologers, healers, tailors, minstrels, barristers, and the Sephim. In the Charter, they were no longer called the Sephim, however. 
bowing to the name it had become known as by the people. They were to be called the Fighters Guild. All the guilds, and those that followed by later sanctions, would be protected and encouraged by the Empire of Cyrodiil, recognizing their value to the people of Tamriel. All would be required to pay to expand their influence throughout the land. The Empire was strengthened by their presence, and the Imperial coffers were filled once again. Shortly after Versadushai's death, only three years after the Guild Act, his heir, Severian Chorak, allowed the reforming of local armies. The Fighters Guild was no longer the principal arm of the local aristocracy, but their worth had already been established. Though there were certainly strong individuals who sought their own fortunes in the past, many historians have suggested that Daenerys Vess was the ancestor in spirit of the modern phenomenon of the adventurers, those men and women who dedicate their lives to questing for fame and fortune. Thus, all owe a debt of gratitude to the Fighters Guild, not only its members, but also the people who have been helped by its neutral policy of offering strong arms for a fee within the boundaries of the law. Without them, there would be no guilds of any kind, and it may be argued, no model for the independent adventurer.